0: Is everybody ready?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Relatable.
0: It's, it's okay, we're gonna do fine. Kinda sound like
1: yeah. the kid who didn't want to grow up, you didn't want to keep going forward, and you're like, I don't yeah. wanna go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Just a little bit of silence and I'll just say hello and welcome everybody and then we'll be off. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop resource for everything you need to get ready for your faith conversations at home, at work, with your friends, and with your family. I am David Tremaine. I am the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego.
1: And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I am the Youth Minister here.
0: And our uh, regular third co-host, Jackie Pippin, the Reverend Jackie Pippin, who lives in Japan, is unable to be with us today. But we have a very special guest, the Reverend Mary Lynn Colson from St. Bartholomew's Episcopal Church.
2: Hi, I am Mary Lynn, and I'm an assistant rector at St. Bart's in Poway, and I do all, lots of things, including youth ministry and Christian education, I'm the preschool chaplain, and I do pastoral care, and lots of other fun things.
0: Wow, you do so many things. Oh my gosh. So... Uh, we're so happy that Mary Lynn is here with us, and she's going to be our third person as we do our three point discussion about the gospel this week, like we do every week. Um, so, again, just a quick um, intro to what we're doing here. This is a podcast to help you parents get ready for the faith conversations um, that we hope will sprout from the Faith to Go resources that are on the Faith to Go website. That's at slash faith to go. And those include resources for three different age groups and a number of different kinds of resources. There's videos, there's articles, there's discussion questions for dinner, there's reflection questions and liturgical prompts for worship and and the liturgy at home. Um, But it's all based on the lectionary. And so Maya is going to read the lectionary for this weekend, which is the last Sunday after Epiphany, before we get into Lent. And then uh, we're going to each... discuss one point that we hope kind of gets brought up this week and fleshed out in your discussions with uh, whoever you have faith discussions with this week. So Maya's going to read Mark 9 verses 2 through
1: 9. Also known as the Transfiguration. That's right. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them.
0: Okay, so this is from Mark chapter 9 to give some context. Um, this is kind of in the second half of the gospel. So this is in the part of Mark where really it's kind of like slowly, like ramp, the action is slowly ramping up. Not the act- very slowly, actually. It's The action's ramping up and we're like on a runaway train to the cross, pretty much. Um, I think
1: that's a Hillsong United song. A runaway train to the cross?
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Um, so, we'll flesh the uh the specifics of the story out as we talk about our themes. So, Maya. Yes, hello. What is the thing that that you that most impacted you from this story and that you would like people to um to keep an eye on as they talk?
1: I really enjoyed kind of the guest appearances from Elijah and Moses with Jesus on the mountain with James and John and Peter, and I just think that um It it really ties into when, you know, God says to them, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Um, And then Elijah and Moses appear. I think it really just ties into when Jesus, you know, throughout the four Gospels, um, when in regards to Mosaic law and just, and the prophets and being the Messiah, he says, like, I haven't come to abolish the law. Like, I am the fulfillment of the law. And Paul later writes, kind of like echoes those same words um, in like Galatians. And so I just, I i think this is just really important. Like, it really sums up on what he was saying. Like, God saying he is both of these things reconciled within, you know, the Messiah. And listen to him. Like, this is the one. This is the mm-hmm. prophet. Like, just spelling it out for them. Like, if you had any doubts, here it is. Right.
0: So mm-hmm. for anybody that needs a refresher on who Moses and Elijah are, um, uh-huh. they are two he- two figures from the Hebrew scripture. Moses, most notably known for, at least in kind of the tradition of putting together those first five books of the Bible, so that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which are known as the Torah or the law. So Moses kind of embodies the law in this story, and Elijah is one of the prophets. And so in, in this story, we have Jesus, and out of Jesus are the law and the prophets and so what that's what Maya was just referring to is that kind of in this one thing uh, are the law and the prophets in this Jesus this embodied person are all the law and the prophets. And it makes me think of uh, especially in Matthew's gospel when Jesus says, I didn't come to abolish the law but to fulfill it. So it's not that Jesus wanted to like throw everything out the window and replace it with a new religion it was yeah. i'm not here to abolish anything but to fulfill something and this in this story this is like a uh, incarnated fulfilling jesus it's like god mm-hmm. revealing yes this is how it's fulfilled not by throwing it out but by combining them so that a a like new mess a new way of understanding them can come into the world
1: and by like following his teachings you're like fulfilling the law and the prophets just by like following what he says too
2: It makes me think, too, about Jesus as a rabbi, that he would have not only, like, known the Torah, but probably had memorized it. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, as a child was teaching in the synagogue about the prophets and um, having people read from Isaiah and saying, I am this fulfillment of this prophecy, you know. Um, It's like an awesome way of pointing to just, like, the Jewishness of Jesus, which is Mm -hmm. really important to think about in our own like thinking about what it means to be Christians, that we have this like rootedness in Jewish spirituality and Jewish ancestors and law and prophets. And that Jesus, yeah, was like this embodiment, this like walking embodiment of fulfillment of the law and the prophets, uh-huh. um, which is really different from a different, different ways of thinking about who Jesus was related to Judaism.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so the one, the thing that I love about this story and um, the thing that every time I hear it jumps out to me uh, is everything that Peter does, which is just one thing, but um, Peter has this great way of just like showing us it, – it, I would be Peter in this story is how I feel about it uh, because Peter's response to this like amazing revelation um, is – it is good for us to be here. Let's make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Where are James, John and
1: Peter gonna hang out? That's right. That's the whole question. <laughs> I was like are they sleeping on the couch. Like
0: <laughs> Right. They'll sleep outside and keep watch. Right, there we go. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that that human that like yearning and I know like I've felt it in my life, that yearning to just not want to leave the like best the mountaintop. Like not wanting to leave the best experiences. And and not wanting to just just not wanting to leave the safety of what you feel like has this truth that's just been revealed to you. Um, but it's clear that this is not the end of Mark's gospel here. Like Peter th- might think this is the end. This is it. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. That Jesus has been leading us to this moment, and now there's seven. But there's seven more chapters. Like this is not the end. This is just a part of the journey. And if Peter had gotten his way and they just stayed there, you know, just think of all the everything that would have that would have not have been revealed through Jesus, that would not have been revealed through that final journey to the cross and beyond. Um, and so it, it makes me think, like, what, what am I taking away from myself but also from other people when I, like, stay stuck maybe in the past or when I stay stuck in how I want to be right now or when I say uh, – when I – like cut myself off from the possibilities of the next moment or this present moment right now and and that's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to keep walking when you feel like you know you finally figured it out but there is no such thing as like finally figuring it out there's only the next step and the work to be done that that when we cut ourselves off from when we when we want to sit and be safe in our little place we cut ourselves off from the potential for a relationship mm-hmm. and so there's so much change and transition happening in our lives throughout our whole lives but especially with with kids like think how fast kids change from one year to the next there's so much development going on and when um yeah when i like stay stuck in how i've been i'm depriving myself of the next stage of my life, but also I'm depriving other people of, you know, I'm depriving myself of relationship with other people, and keeping myself from the work that there is to do out there in the world.
2: Yeah, one thing that the Children of God Storybook Bible says in the story that um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu wrote, at the end, Jesus says, we cannot stay on the mountaintop. We must return to the valley where God's children need us. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, we... And also to the valley where we need to go. Like we have Jesus is calling us to like follow out of our comfort zones and out of our um, yeah, places where we feel like in control and like we know what's going on into these sort of unknown spaces where we need to be and where other people need us to be. Right.
1: I think all of this can be said, like also on the converse side of it, of um, when we're in a really not great place, when we're in a bad place and then like. Mm-hmm. Wanting to kind of give up, and, like, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. And just stay stagnant because, it, like, it's sometimes at, at certain points that's just where it's comfortable. Right.
0: And it is so much about, I, I wonder what it's like to have conversations with kids about, like, pushing our comfort zone, like, getting outside of our comfort zone. Like, what is a comfort zone for a 4-year-old and a 10-year-old <laughs> and a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old? And how can we foster safe spaces for them to push out push against the boundaries of that comfort zone but not into a place that is that is unsafe but that a place that is just simply uncomfortable and so those those, that would be interesting to to see where those kind of conversations go
1: and how there's a good type of uncomfortable too Yeah. yeah
0: the other thing i just thought of when i read this when i read that what jesus or what peter said that time as he says it is good for us to be here let us make 3 dwellings one for you one for moses and one for elijah so like peter's peter wants to keep these 3 things separated like hmm. yeah. that they're all in jesus but peter wants to separate because that makes more sense to him and it's like kind of breaking up i don't know what that what that means that that peter wants to like it's more comfortable for him to have each thing separated than deal with the truth that all things are being fulfilled, and that is being revealed to him in some way.
1: I think it reflects the mindset of the people that were expecting the Messiah, and like pe- the mindset of the people when they encountered Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, you can't be both. Right. And we even. put
0: you in a box that I understand. And that's right. again about comfort and discomfort. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think it was just like Jesus caught people off guard, and even Peter, mm-hmm. who, yeah, eventually denied him three times, but really did love this guy and like believed in him. Um, still didn't really understand what he was saying when he meant those things.
0: Yeah. Mary Lynn, what is yours?
2: Yeah, well, this really builds off of that conversation we were just having about change. Um, I'll start with a story about a parent who um, talked about their child's um, fifth birthday and how they were struggling that day because of, You know what so many parents experience of seeing their kids quote grow up too fast you know that feeling of like my kids are changing so much and I miss when they were a baby and I can't even believe I have a five-year-old now and so this mom who was having this emotional day on her son's fifth birthday um, but she was reflecting also how her son was having an emotional day that day too because he had this feeling that he was growing up and while that was something that he And most kids want, you know, they want to be older and have more freedom than they have. Um, He was really like clingy that day and kept saying he didn't want to grow up and he wanted to be a baby and longer, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And just this sort of, it, it was really helpful to me to think about that kids have that perspective of growing and changing in the world almost every day. That experience of something new is happening or I'm new or something is different around me and that that is can be really bewildering you know and that can be um sometimes scary or make it feel like we're losing something of that we used to have like i used to have this different connection with my mom before we had another baby or something you know like (laughs) how older siblings have to deal with having a new baby in the house um um all these sort of like transitions in life um and then also the transitions that especially, like, you know, um, preteens and teenagers are going through um, that can be really bewildering and scary also Uh and really confusing and they're not sure what's happening or why these transitions are happening in their body and in their brain and in their world around them and how they're treated by people and how they're expected to treat other people. And so I think this story is actually a really great tool for talking to kids of all ages about life transitions the idea being that not just that life happens to us and we just sort of go along with the flow, but that Jesus is actually calling us to follow mm-hmm. to things we don't know. We like, we can't perceive what's going to happen next, but Jesus is calling us to follow and to change because yeah. just as Jesus has changed on the mountaintop, we are being called to change constantly. Right. And just exactly like you were saying, David, that Peter wants to stay in that place. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think, You know, as a kid, I had the experience of thinking, I don't want to be any older than 10 because I know exactly how to be 10 right now. And to be 11 seems scary, you Uh know, Um, and that being able to use this story as a tool for talking about life as a journey that we're following Jesus. Yeah, sometimes uphill, sometimes downhill. We see people, we meet people with Jesus that we are surprised to meet, like Moses and Elijah. Uh Um, You know, we don't always get to stay where we want to stay and I was reading a different storybook Bible that asked about the story that asked the question, where's a place that you like to stay? Mm -hmm. You know, where's a place that for your child um, means like safety or maybe it means fun or like excitement. Maybe it's Disneyland, you know, the place that like everything feels magical and, but talking about the reality that that's not our whole lives and that Jesus calls us like into service and into, prayer and into learning and into this like constant growth and change that can be really scary sometimes. And I think this story can invite us as parents and like faith leaders to share those own stories of transitions with kids and teenagers in our own lives and how we have dealt with them and how they've made us feel. Um, and that there's, but that we're always on this path forward with Jesus that Jesus is calling us to follow and, mm-hmm. um, But that includes change, you know,
0: and to like and to and and if if you go with if you like take the position of Peter to live as if nothing is ever going to change or or to live like you aren't changing, you might as well like it's as it's as crazy as saying that you are like a resident of Disneyland. Like Disneyland is no more real than a world that you in a world where no one changes. Right. It doesn't exist. It's it's not real and and mm-hmm. so the the worst thing like a one painful thing that we do to ourselves is to live outside of reality by thinking that the people we're in relationship are never going to change and the, and we're never going to change all right so um it sounds like we've got three things um Maya's point of um kind of this that Jesus has like the fulfillment of the law and the prophets that God's or the voice from heaven saying, listen to him. It's like this This is the incarnation of, like, our steps, our, like, journey, that watching Jesus, listen to Jesus. Jesus is the one that has, like, in Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets and is teaching us this third way. Um, And then this thing about the mountaintop experience, one part of it is not robbing ourselves of – the potential for the work that we have to do and the relationships that we can make and, and then not uh, being kind of out of touch with reality in that we are always changing and to have conversations about what that transition can be like. So Maya is going to read the gospel one more time and after hearing that conversation, maybe some new things will come out. So Maya is going to read the gospel.
1: Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus.
0: Thanks, Maya. Okay, um, we hope you have great conversations this week. Make sure to check out all the faith to go resources at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith go Follow us on Instagram at faith2go. And rate and review this podcast to help other people find it Have that might want to too. see it. And thank you, Maya, and thank you, Mary Lynn, for being on the podcast.
2: Thanks. Guys. Thank you for having me on my favorite podcast.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so nice. That's so nice. <laughs> and thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you uh, we'll be back in your feed next Sunday. Bye.